Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. In Milan, Italy, Greta Privatera is coming out of a kind of coronavirus-induced hibernation. Yeah, yeah. Um, we are actually out from the lockdown right now. Until last week, Greta, her husband, their two kids and their dog, have been under one of the strictest stay-at-home orders in the world. The whole region has. And then last Monday, Greta stepped outside her gate for just the third time since February. Does Italy opening up like this, does it feel like a relief? Yeah, okay, in a certain way, it is a relief. It's beautiful to walk outside. <laughs> it's beautiful to have back some of our freedom. I was walking on the street by myself, and I was loving it. I was noticing all those things that I forgot about, like, oh, this street, I gave my first kiss. In this other street, I dreamt to live in that house. In this other street, there's this beautiful tree. Greta's getting wistful in this way because she can see the city around her changing. It's no longer the place she grew up, but it's not the insular world she's inhabited for the past couple of months either. There's a new feeling that I found. <laughs> That is, also, you can have a nostalgia of uh, the lockdown, too, in a certain way. <laughs> what do you miss? I miss the quiet. Of the, like, uh, uh, now I, I'm back to the sound, like, traffic, the cars are back on the streets, and I hear beeping, I hear people chatting. Like, uh, till a week ago, uh, I, in the morning, I woke up and drank my coffee and went on my backyard and nobody was out. And that was nice. That was something that we didn't have before. Greta's gone through a metamorphosis, too. When she first went into isolation, she was still wearing her warm woolen sweaters. And when she walked outside last week, she was down to just a T-shirt. It felt freeing. But in the same time, it's scary too, because you know the virus is still here. So um, my friend uh, wrote me and said she went out too and she had a panic attack because she doesn't mm. know why. She felt overwhelmed and uh, she doesn't feel safe anymore. And uh, I have that feeling too. Like sometimes I forget what we are going through. And then, uh, bang, something else. Like, you, you hear a sound of a side of the ambulance. You're like, oh, wait, wait. It's still very dangerous to be out. It's, it's still, like, we can get sick again. Today on the show, the last time I spoke to Greta, she offered a warning about how bad the coronavirus could be. At the time, Italy led the world in coronavirus deaths. Now the U.S. does. So I called Greta back to talk about what getting back to normal really means. I'm Mary Harris. You're listening to What Next. Stick with us.
This episode is brought to you by Discover. When it comes to your finances, Discover wants you to know they are the credit card that is always there for you. With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, that means no more waiting for, quote, normal business hours just to get a hold of someone. We are talking real service from real people whenever you need it. Get the customer service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. How many days were you in lockdown in your house? I was like lock lockdown 58 days. 58 yeah, almost two months, like almost 60 days. But my kids stopped going to school the 23rd of February. And uh, so I would say the real lockdown for me started the 8th of March. But uh, we started locking down from the 21st of February. Like every day was like saying goodbye to a part of your freedom. Italy's lockdown orders were much more extreme than what we've seen here. Just leaving the house required you to print out a little permission slip and carry it with you. You'd write that you were, say, on your way to the grocery store. That way, if the police stopped you, you had an excuse. Without one, you might get a ticket. At the beginning, people could run. That was another big issue, the runners. And uh, people could run, then people couldn't run anymore. And we all were um, just in the house, and uh, only, only essential worker could go out. And uh, we all had to wear masks mask everywhere, outside, in, in the streets, and in every place. And if you, like, I have to say that now, if you don't wear a mask, they look at you like you are a criminal. So in Italy, they, they called this original lockdown phase one, and now, now you're in phase two, which is this kind of opening up. Yeah, it's a phase two, but uh, it's funny because on Twitter they call it phase 1.5. So <laughs> why 1.5? Because, is it because so many things are still shut down? Yeah, 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 yeah. Because restaurants are closed, bars are closed, and uh, you can do like a pickup, but you cannot go in a restaurant or in a bar. And uh, airdresser are closed. Uh, different stores are closed. So I saw a photo of people in an Italian restaurant with this plexiglass shield between them, and they had masks. It seemed not Italian to me. Yeah, it, that's another thing. We're very touchy, affectionate population, and we like to hug, and we talk really close to each other. That's another thing, a very Italian thing. We don't, like, naturally, we do not keep the distance, like the body distance. So that's another, we have to learn how to keep the distance. Yeah, what was that like? I mean, the first day that restrictions were lifted was last Monday. I, I just wonder, like, how, did you have to catch yourself, like, getting too close to people or, or like, oh, I want to hug this person, but I, I can't? Yeah, like, it was very hard with my parents. With my parents, it was very hard. Also, my my mom, I feel like uh, she doesn't really <laughs> she doesn't really behave well. She's worse than my children. For example, my younger children, uh, child, she's two. And as soon as she saw my mom, she ran like she 
she ran away from us and went to hug my mom. And my mom took her and kissed her. I was like, no, don't kiss her. What are you doing? But at the same time, I was like, okay, it's fine. Like, uh, we can, we are okay with that kind of risk. I They stayed at home as much as we did. So I feel like we are safer now than we will be in two weeks. That's what I feel. Huh. So when when the restrictions were lifted, were you like at the door at six in the morning wanting to get out? Or was it different? Like, what was it like that day when you woke up? Yeah, it was funny, like, the day before, like, the night before, we felt a strange excitement and fear. I always tell my mom to to be careful because I'm scared for my parents, and I feel like they feel uh, safe, and it's, I don't know, we're not that safe still. Like, uh, yesterday, 380 people died in Italy. Which, like, if you confront with the numbers of a few weeks ago, we touched a thousand death in a day. So, like, 300, it's not bad. But once I went to for work, I there was a really bad earthquake in Italy, and 300 people died. And I was there working, like, I was reporting about the earthquake, and I saw 300 people dead in the same place. And it's huge number. So it's like you feel like in some ways we're numbed by the enormity of what just happened. Yeah. Yeah. Like uh, saying 300 or 200, it's it's good. It's a good number. It is if it's confronted to a thousand, but 300, it's a huge number. We're not still in a good shape, I'd say. And uh, I feel like we opened because it was emotional and the political need. But uh, all the scientists uh, said it's still a little bit too early. I'm kind of curious about your kids. I mean, when we spoke before, I remember you saying the last time you had gone out was to take them to the playground because you thought, oh, this it's outside. It's got to be kind of safe, and then you got there and you thought, bad call. <laughs> what was it like to take them out on Monday? They were so excited. Like, they, my my younger daughter, she, died, she didn't want to go back home, and she cried, and she cried, and she cried, say, no home, no home, I want to stay out. And they're like, yeah, but it's time to go eat. But she really wanted to stay out, to see something different. She was so excited, and she kept running all around she was and she like she was exhausted and she fell asleep like really early that was the first time she slept early in the last two months and um sad thing was that my daughter she had her birthday uh the first of may so a few days ago and uh she was so sad because she can she did she couldn't have any party and she still can't have any party she acted okay or during the day, and then she said, I have to be honest. I said, what? This party sucks. <laughs> <laughs> and they said, I, I can't understand that. And she said, I tried to be happy and act like it was fun to not do anything special, but it was so sad. 
<laughs> and they said yes. And so uh, she said the first, uh, the, the fourth of May, when the lockdown ended, she said, "Are we gonna have the party now?" And it was hard to say again, no. We still have to wait, but as soon as we will be able to do a party, we'll do a party again. So, Are you taking them out like every day just to sort of get them back into the fresh air? Yeah, 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 yeah. Now we're going out every day, like uh, just for a walk. Uh, we're not doing anything special because we cannot do anything special, but we go for a walk. We sometimes go to my parents' house. We're not, we do not go in, the, in their house, but we just pass and say hi. So that's the big things. Here in the States, there's so much anger that's being reported on. Anger from people who are feeling anxious about the economy and getting back to work. Are you seeing that in Italy too? Uh, I mean, not as I saw in America. Like what we are seeing in America, it's very scary. As I told you before, my husband is from Michigan. So we really were... Uh, shocked by the images of people protesting in front of um, the building in Lansing, where the capital of Michigan, and protesting with their guns and screaming crazy things. And uh, no, there's not that kind of things here. There's some anger. Mm -hmm. There's some anger because um, lots of activities are still closed. Lots of business are still closed. And um, they do protest sometimes. Like, I saw yesterday or two days ago, there was a protest in Milan of business owners that were asking to reopen bars and restaurants. How did that protest look different from what you saw in Lansing? Oh, my God. Like, the protests were so cool. Like, <laughs> they brought their chair in a big square. They kept the distances. Like, they kept the meter and a half of distance between the chairs. They sat and they protested like that. <laughs> <laughs> so Sounds they comfortable. Were sit in their chairs. <laughs> yeah. No, like, because you cannot have a gathering of people. So they did respect the distances and they tried to, like, prote protest and respect the law at the same time. There is horrible things going on, but nothing like the anger I saw in America and also I hear and I keep seeing crazy videos that sometimes I'm like I'm reading The Onion or it is real like uh, it feels like that in the United States too sometimes yeah I feel like I feel like I read something about I don't know if it was in Huntington Beach California or somewhere in California it was like surfers saying hey I don't care I'm going to surf even if I can't like why? Why? What are you doing? Like, uh, we all have to respect some rules that we don't like. I don't like walking on the street and wearing my mask for an hour and a half. I can't breathe. But there's a, um, a doctor that is spending 12 hours saving the life of your mother that is 80 years old with a mask that is three times thicker than mine and is not saying anything. So what are you talking about? We are all in the same terrible, horrible boat. People are dying. It's like, we have a, we have a, a way to say this thing in Italy. It's like, you are pointing to the moon, but you're watching the, your finger instead of the moon. <laughs> Is that an Italian phrase? I feel like the American phrase is, you're missing the forest for the trees. 
Exactly. Yeah. So it is important your finger, but there is the moon behind. I know you're a business owner and you're struggling. I understand that. And I know you have a kid that is in school. I understand that. It's horrible. We're still saving life. Greta, thank you so much for joining me. Well, Mary, thank you for talking to me again. And uh, let's talk again when uh, school will reopen. <laughs> Greta Privatera is a journalist based in Milan, Italy. Follow her on Twitter. She's at Greta Privatera. And that's the show. We've been asking all of you to give us a call and tell us how your life is changing during the pandemic. Michael from Stone Ridge, New York, called to tell us how he's making ends meet these days now that his regular work has dried up. Half of my income is normally derived from being a DJ who primarily plays at weddings from May to October most years. I started looking for other ways to make up that lost income. And interestingly enough, I just got hired yesterday for an online service which performs memorial services for folks who are unable to have full memorial services and funerals in person. I guess the symbolism of going from in-person celebrations of love and union to virtual celebrations of memorializing those who have passed away is just kind of an intense metaphor for the times. If you've got a story about how your life is different during this pandemic, we want to hear from you. Give us a call, 202-888-2588, or just tweet at me. I'm at Mary's desk. What Next is produced by Mary Wilson, Jason DeLeon, and Daniel Hewitt. I'm Mary Harris. We'll be back tomorrow with more What Next.